Passport to Citizenship, a Range Developments podcast. Welcome to this exciting podcast series which will explore the concept of citizenship by investment and what it actually is and enables. We will be interviewing the leading names in the world of citizenship by investment, luxury travel, real estate and politics and hearing about their story and journey in life as well as their views on citizenship by investment. But who are we? Range Developments is the largest and most successful hospitality developer in the Eastern Caribbean engaged in the citizenship by investment sphere. Our objective is to provide investors with access to exceptional real estate developments under citizenship by investment programs of the countries that we operate in. Enjoy and remember to rate, review and subscribe. Passport to Citizenship, a Range Developments podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for tuning in once again. On this week's episode, we thought we would add a slightly different guest into the mix. Obviously, uh, the nature of range developments is such that we provide citizenship by investment. But it's really important, I think, to give a flavour of the resource that we are um, instrumental in delivering. And one such resort is the beautiful Cabritz Resort and Spa Kempinski in Dominica. And I'm hugely excited to welcome Amanda Elder, who is the Chief Commercial Officer for Kempinski, which is a brand that just exudes luxury, elegance, and obviously has been around for a number of years. We're talking into the hundreds. So with that, I'd like to introduce Amanda. Amanda, welcome. How are you today? Oh, fantastic, Lauren. Great to be here with you. Very good to have you here. And dare I ask, I ask everybody this only because of pure and utter jealousy from a weather perspective. Where in the world are you and and what's the weather like? Well, I'm in Dubai and it's actually, I think, arguably the best time of year. It's about 23 degrees during the day and a little cooler in the evening. And I'm in my office here looking out over the beautiful water and some fabulous high rise. So can't complain. No, definitely, definitely not. It is. I always give this update because I'm British and that's all we talk about the weather. But yeah, it's 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 usual here, shall we say, for British weather. So I am envious. But look, this this is about you today. I'm fascinated um, in not only your what you, you're doing now for Kempinski, but also your career today and how you've uh, arrived uh, to, to where you are at present. So would you be able to tell our listeners a little bit more about your career today and how you you got into the world of hospitality and hotels in particular? Oh, thank you for the opportunity. And I am very uh, grateful that people are interested. I think that it's a fantastic industry to find yourself in. And although we're in a little bit troubled times, I know that we'll see our way through uh, in the, you know, maybe latter part of this year. And certainly as we look into 22, it's been a long journey and an absolutely wonderful one. I've had many fantastic mentors along the way and a very supportive family. And I think that that's been one of the key drivers I'm Australian, as probably the listeners can tell from my accent, mm-hmm. and I started at a fantastic property, the uh, Mirage, Sheraton Mirage Gold Coast in Australia, as it was known back in the day. And we're talking 30 years ago, if I dare admit it. Uh, <laughs> and really, it was just the pace, the fabulous people you meet, the uh, making sure people lived their dreams. It caught me. I, I'd always thought I would be a lawyer. 
And I started with the property expecting to go back after my first degree to do another. And then as the years went on, I simply couldn't leave hospitality, Lauren. I moved from Australia initially to Vietnam. And uh, Vietnam was just an amazing place, emerging at the time, opening the first Starwood Hotel in uh, Ho Chi Minh City. And from there, went on to China, two tours of duty, as I say, having worked in both Shanghai and Beijing. And then later, I cracked what I sort of thought is the big one for an Australian, and I was invited to enter uh, Europe. So I worked in Brussels for quite some time and then from Brussels to uh, places like Zurich and I find myself then eventually at the head office of Kempinski Hotels in Geneva. But what I wanted to say about that, many countries mentioned... uh, is, I mean, I I miss Thailand, actually. I must miss Thailand. But, look, the point is that to have this cultural opportunity and to see the value in understanding our hospitality industry through the eyes of all of these different geographic areas, uh, cities, uh, some resorts, it's just been remarkable. Most of my journey was in sales, marketing, revenue and um, PR, However, I also had the opportunity in Shanghai to be a general manager. And I think that when you can switch between sales and marketing and operations, you bring later after that experience such a broad set of knowledge to people. And I'm certainly not the only one who's switched back and forth. But uh, at the time, it was a little more unusual for a woman to do it, I think. And uh, I'm so very glad I did. It's it's, uh, assisted me to find where I am now. And uh, I feel very fortunate to have had all of these experiences. Absolutely. Gosh, what a, what a way to live as well, because I guess that's that's a, a given when you're in a position, you're working for a hotel brand, you know, that there's an opportunity to travel. And I think you probably get a real sense of what uh, you know, ho- the hotel industry is about. Obviously, you know, you may switch between brands, but you get a real sense of what it is like, because it must differ between different locations. But obviously, fundamentally, it's about service excellence, quality, experience. But actually, what I really like about your story is that not only were you in uh, sales and marketing as a function, but you were then sitting there on the ground watching the evidence of those outputs, what those things changed, what those things decided, and so on. And then you're flipping back again, which just, for me, makes utter sense, uh, given your role today for Kempinski, um, which I wanted to talk more to you about in terms of the brand. Um, I recently actually spoke about, uh, in in a publication for Range Developments, about Kempinski's 120 anniversary I believe which is incredible and the wonderful story attached to it as well um, which was um, really interesting but what is it you've worked for different brands you've mentioned what is it about Kempinski what what is it that also appealed to you in terms of their values and how they run the hotels and resorts well I'd been with a very very large publicly listed company for many many years most of my career in fact So it was really very, very different to consider working for what we say a small is beautiful brand, and of course that is Kempinski. You really feel that your contribution is noticed, and I think regardless of your title and in large regard, regardless of your level. 
our hotels mean so much to us. We can really understand who our customer base is. We really get to know each other, uh, literally uh, by name. And that's not always the case when you're working in the larger brand companies. So I feel that that was one of the, the most beautiful points of joining Kempinski. Also, it has such incredibly well-known properties and there's stories around those. And to your point, uh, having dated back to 1897, the authenticity of the story, Bertolt Kempinski, who was a true bon vivant, he loved mm. his hospitality. And now we have, you know, in this beautiful portfolio of hotels, the Shiran Palace in Istanbul, the incredibly famous Adlon in Berlin. I could go on and name many. Uh, but what I think is the thread that, that leads us to, as well, range, is, of course, our pioneering spirit. And we were the first in so many of these cities, and this attracted me, the first to open luxury hotels in so many different cities. So it's a combination of a straightforward approach to luxury, uh, to the way that we are very close to our people, to the portfolio of uh, the hotels that we represent. And um, I think that the, the value that we have in this service profit chain of understanding the importance of our staff, our guests, our owners, and, and it adds up to a, a fairly wonderful workplace, if I may say so. And it's exactly the vibe, actually, um, again, having sort of explored um, our hotel, obviously, uh, in, in particular, and looked at sort of how that's run operationally, which we'll talk about a bit later. Uh, you can really tell in terms of initiatives to award staff, initiatives for the local community. Um, it's not in a typical British fashion. It's not just you guys play, paying lip service and saying, well, let's have a big marketing initiative to show that, you know, we're, we're ticking a box. You are actually there on the ground, and I'm lead, um, I'm reading, listening, etc. Thinking, wow, this is this is not, I guess, to me, Kempinski is a massive, massive brand. It's not necessarily what is usually the case with big brands um, that are, you know, very successful. So I'm hugely impressed, and actually, it's definitely uh, been a brand. That I thought, yeah, I need to to experience this uh, for myself. I guess um, we got to we got to get the elephant in the room out of the way here, which is good old COVID. Um, <laughs> such a shame obviously the industry for very obvious reasons has just been up and down one minute you're open then you've got to do this then you've got to have social distancing measures and you know uh it's it's just been a very up and down journey um where you're at now um and obviously this is relative to the respective countries where the properties are located and how they're handling it and and obviously then various rates but how have you what have you been doing to ensure that there's a good balance of safety but yet you've you've kept that sort of relaxed luxurious uh, ambience in 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 place because it must be really difficult to try and try and crack it Lauren, it's such a great question and I want to be very honest with all your listeners and say I think it continues to evolve and I don't think that there's any blueprint because to your point, things are changing so quickly. Now, it's not been an easy time for any hotelier, but certainly not equally for Kempinski. We have such a large presence in Europe and as many people would know, Europe has had open and closures of borders. Uh, there's been a change of government uh, reaction. And of course, as cases rose, we needed to look very carefully at the safety of our staff and our guests. 
Uh, where we were able to and where the government did not ask us to close properties, we remained open and we are very proud of the fact that our uh, properties in Munich never closed, in Berlin never closed and indeed Vienna. So there's three major key cities amongst others. But what did we actually do? Because we needed to not only be we felt first to get out there and have quite a statement as to what we were going to do for our trusting and loyal customers and guests, but also uh, with a quality and a thoroughness of focus. And this came back to our white glove service. So we put a, and I, I really am not exaggerating, it was a 125-page document together, really trying to consider each and every scenario. And yes, of course, that started with cleanliness, thoroughness, um, understanding uh, what guests wanted. We did a lot of research. We listened. So it wasn't a matter of us just throwing this down the pipeline. We actually had a lot of focus groups and people were willing to talk about it. What we found that was so interesting from our customer base was that there was very much those that said, please let me check in, leave me alone. I don't want my room serviced leave certain towels or sheets or whatever outside the room, I will take care myself. And then you had the luxury customer that said, uh, we leave it in your capable hands. Uh, we believe that you know what you're going to do for us and you service us and our room and you have the uh, food and beverage delivered as Kempinski sees fit. So we followed this incredible document to the T and I think Mostly, Lauren, what it gave our fantastic staff through this period of time, not just our guests, confidence. They felt educated. They felt that they knew exactly what was required of them and then they could deliver. And I think that the true gauge was our quality index because although guests reduced in number for everybody significantly and it's been a very tough time in terms of revenues, we could basically benchmark ourselves against other great brands and other hotels in certain key cities as to our quality index. And there we really triumphed. So as I say, it was all about this white glove service, everybody being educated on it, not only the staff, but also the guests. So our website's constantly updating. I think I want to also touch on the flexibility that we needed to show, which was an empathy towards business. So I sort of mixed up, if you like, this word empathy and flexibility. And uh, we needed to understand that the only way guests would come back to us was to have complete and utter faith that we would either change dates, change names, change uh, the way that they could make payment method, require no deposits, et cetera, et cetera. I don't want to get too technical. But I think where that led us to was that our guests felt we understood them and when business bounced back in certain cities, and I'll just name a few now, Beijing, Shanghai, perfect examples, they were early to emerge. Uh, it showed us that we had had, uh, to some degree, little long-term damage. And when guests could travel again, they came back to Kempinski. Now, therefore, you know, it's not the business back to any sense of normality. I don't mean to exaggerate it um, because even in China, of course, cities have been on a little bit of a roller coaster depending on cases. But we felt that those loyal guests definitely came back to us when they could and they will continue to when, of course, the vaccines are rolled out and people feel more able uh, with more courage to travel more freely. So I hope that answers your question, but uh, very much about listening and educating.
It very much does. And I was just going to say that it's it's you guys listening. And, and almost I like to see it, you know, we're in this place now where um, ordinarily you are the hotel brand and, you know, it, the, the, the customer comes to you and you tell them, you know, what the experience will be like. It, it's dictated because that's obviously the draw when you book a hotel, you know, you're buying into an experience. But actually in this particular situation, it feels like you've sat side by side with your guests and said, look, we don't know the answers we know this is going to change we know that to some extent you are taking a risk because we're not living in the world we're used to there is risk still around even if numbers are down you know and obviously there is that perpetual anxiety sadly off the back of this but we're going to support you we're not going to look at this as a money-making machine that frankly is already you know as with every business taking a hit we're going to say look we really appreciate your loyalty here so we're going to work with you and sit side by side and we're going to do as much as we can and we're going to keep on top of it we're going to communicate and I just think when you look at the business world and brands as a whole uh, a lot of brands that you know are thinking oh you know this will be fine this will be fine all all the loyalty will be there they've always been loyal I think if they've not gone into what I describe as that phase two um, you know it it is a bit of a coping strategy it's not necessarily what I describe as a thriving strategy but a coping strategy if they've sort of gone oh well let's just hide and we'll come back with a bang you know when this is all over well i'm not sure those brands will be as successful in the future and that's that's a blunt view you know so it sounds mm-hmm. like you really know i love that empathy and flexibility i, I really like that i'll probably be plagiarizing that uh in my life <laughs> because I really like it and it just it's testament to you actually um in an operational position you know it could have gone the other way because clearly revenues are down and you know everybody's been impacted but you've gone no this is not the time particularly with the heritage and the nature of your business to go let's get what we can it's actually let's just celebrate the successes even though they're a bit up and down and and have the hope that of course it will come back in due course right but exactly. let's, you know, ride ride the wave, so to speak, and 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 help one another. So yeah, no, you've definitely answered it. And and actually, um, again, I'm seeing another layer of depth with with brand actually. Um, and uh, so yeah, well done. Uh, hopefully oh, that doesn't sound patronising, but everybody needs no. a well done. Uh, and it sounds like you you're handling it fabulously. We obviously want to talk our relationship. Um, is obviously uh, around the beautiful Dominica property. And um, obviously you've had a, a, a relationship with Range Developments for a number of years, but I wanted to just sort of ask, how has the relationship between Kapinski and Range Developments evolved over the years? And why do you think the property in Dominica has been such a success? Oh, gosh. Well, look, we are very, very lucky to have Range Developments as our owners in this case, and they've always used the word partners. And I think that's where I'd like to start with explaining it. It's always been a true partnership. And what they've always said they have delivered, the resort, the Cabritz there in Dominica, the island of Dominica, the first luxury property to open, was truly a test of, I think, spirit and Uh, considering that they would build such a beautiful property there where tourism is still uh, growing. I mean, they 
beautiful people in Dominica, but it, they've never had this luxury product before. So it was always very important to Range that they partnered with a hotel company, a brand that understood training, that understood uh, ensuring that the local people would be given every opportunity to grow. And I think that the government of Dominica were also very much uh, involved in this fabulous strategy of range developments. Now, you know, we really see a great future together and we do hope we'll do further projects. Um, we've already learned that we are so very accessible to each other. So when we think of range, we actually think very specifically of the key people that are running the company. And it's so very unusual that you can have an immediate connection and an immediate communication, I believe, with uh, owners of this magnitude. So I think that's very special. I think that they've also been patient with Kempinski at times because, of course, we are growing in the Caribbean and we're growing in that part of the world. We have properties, in fact, three properties in Cuba, and we're looking at opening further properties in the Caribbean. But they were willing to be that pioneer with Kempinski, that pioneering spirit and say, we love your European hospitality values. We feel that you can bring the values we also embrace to the people of Dominica in this beautiful resort. And we've refined that and we've better understood each other over these several years that we've been working together. I have actually been on property twice myself and uh, it's just magnificent. It really lives up to and honestly surpasses every expectation. So we can only thank Range Developments for the trust that they've given us and indeed we hope to do further projects in the future. But for those thinking of a Caribbean holiday when you're travelling next... Just think of going to our property in Dominica, that's for sure. I had to get that plug in, Lauren. I know you don't mind. Of course, of course I don't mind. I'm just, again, I'm the jealousy has, has peaked again, given you've been there twice. I'm <laughs> desperate to go. And, and it does look fabulous. And going back to your point about the two brands, again, that's the recognition of your like-minded. You know, I can't tell you how many times I've heard, you know, about range and, and, and it isn't just, okay, right, let's deliver the business side and be done with it it is hugely important to them up front and almost uh sort of you know it's it's a non-negotiable when it comes to csr linked initiatives it's it's part yes. of part and parcel isn't it is about we actually care about this environment so we're not just going to come in and say okay here's a resort thanks very much see you later we are going to stick around and we're going to invest and we're going to give our time we are more than just you know a cbi developer that does its thing disappears frankly and that's Personally, what I love about them, but actually it feels like it's a very complementary relationship because you've told me about Kempinski, you've t spoken about the values and about how you care, how, you know, you know people by their name. It's not a job title situation. So I'd, I'd suggest that it's, yeah, it's about two like-minded brands coming together who care, which is only going to reap great benefits and rewards for everybody in particular obviously those mm -hmm. living on the island so um i hope to visit one day and i really don't mind a plug because it's a definite worthwhile plug i have to say um final question for me and this is something we ask all of our guests it's a bit of bit of stargazing a bit of looking back what do you wish uh, you had known 10 years ago that you now know, whether it be about yourself, about, you know, the hotel industry or, or the world? Is there something that, that you often think about and reflect on? 
Honestly, yes, Lauren. And uh, I'm so glad you asked me because, look, people that may have met me would know I must bring a little bit more of the family angle into this. I think that uh, when you put your career forward and uh, you're very single-minded about it, it's not easy to also be able to bring a family along with you. And as I said at the very beginning, I have been extremely fortunate. I have 24-year-old twins and I have a wonderful husband uh, who's still with me. And (laughs) what I would say is I, I truly wish 10 years ago I'd just maybe taken a little more time out and been at a few of those concerts. (laughs) <laughs> and I had been, you know, perhaps a, a little more willing to to say, no, I don't need to be at that particular trade show because I think as you grow a little bit older and a little bit wiser, you realise that while, yes, you have to be committed, you have to be extremely dedicated, and, yes, there is time when you simply need to be there. But I think uh, you also learn that that balance is so significant incredibly important and only enriches you as a career person and as a person overall that sometimes you really must put your family first. So, um, you know, I don't mean to overstress the point, but but honestly, looking back 10 years ago, if I knew now today uh, what I, you know, now, if I could look back, I honestly would say um, that that's what I would change. Um, and what I'd like to perhaps close on with this point is I now make sure that anybody who is within my purvey, whether they report to me or we're on a team together or we're on a roundtable together, I really tell those young people, do take time out for your family. It's just ever so important for you to be a balanced, happy person and you'll be better in your career. Totally agree. And I'll put my hands up. I, I'm, I'm a mother to a little boy. And um, yeah, I already sort of think, mm, did I really need to do that? And, and it's this sort of, I suppose, presenteeism, you know, if you're not there, people will question and will they take you seriously? And it's not until you, you get a bit older and you think, yes. you know what, if, if it's absolutely desperate, tell me, but if it's not, I think I've got a bit of, bit of leeway here. And I think it's wonderful that you're instilling that into your team, because I think that's what a lot of uh, young women and men um, with children sort of lack. It's kind of right, work, 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 work. And and if you have somebody saying it's okay, you you can take you know that that half day or you know go to that concert or parents evening. We'll sort it out another time. That's sort of I think lacking in some spaces. So we we definitely need people like you. And hindsight's a wonderful thing. But you know mm-hmm. what? They're twenty four. There's a hell of a lot more hurdles as somebody who's a bit older than that <laughs> that you need your mother for. So. Uh, I'm sure that it will be, uh, it's probably uh, ever, ever more needed 24 onwards when I think back to all those uh, moments, shall we say, in my life and how yeah. I really needed my mum. But no, it, it's it's wonderful. And, and I can really tell, um, and obviously it's probably a given, but I can really tell that you care and not just about your immediate situation, but about your staff, about the brand, about the impact, about your customers. And it's like, I can see this sort of, all these various overlapping circles where it's your personality that's flowing through um which is wonderful uh no thank you and um on that note it has been fabulous speaking to you thank you so much for your time today really really appreciate it it's been a fabulous uh session understanding more about Kempinski about your background and and certainly your values and how that that flows through so thank you thank you so much Lauren and really I'm glad it came through and uh, always very happy to speak with you Wonderful. And listeners, thank you for tuning in today. Remember to rate, review and subscribe and I will catch you next time. Thank you.